It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Pause for a moment, take a deep breath, because it is a hot-button issue. But the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, you know, you know how D.C. loves their acronyms, says that while there is a issue with certain electronic voting machines from Dominion, Dominion Voting Systems, there's also no evidence the flaws in the systems and the equipment have been exploited to alter election results. So if there is a flaw and a vulnerability that has been identified by the nation's, uh, quote, leading cybersecurity agency, uh, what is the issue, first of all? Let's dig into this with Morgan Wright, who is uh, certainly well-versed on these things and is so as chief security advisor at Sentinel One. Morgan, how are you? Hey, sir. Having another great day. Glorious to be in America. Yes, it is. And for a lot of people who just heard what I said, caution and concern. So what's going on here uh, when CISA identifies this flaw uh, and that this is, by the way, according to the CISA report, uh, at least 16 states have software vulnerabilities with the Dominion voting system. Well, now, let, let me kind of back up for a little bit and say it wasn't CISA. It was two researchers, a guy named uh, Alex Haldeman from the University of Michigan and a guy named Drew Sprignell from Auburn University. They did independent research as part of a lawsuit going on down in Georgia, and they discovered these things. So they reported it up. But I say that to say this part, David. The part that concerns me is here, I'll ask you an easy softball question. If you want to bury news in Washington and don't want it to get much traction, what day and time do you normally put stuff out? Friday afternoon. Guess when this alert came out? On a Friday Friday afternoon. So there were some issues. I had some uh, friends uh, inside a couple places. We had some discussions, and it's like a draft of this does not appear to have been shared prior to it being published. Normally, they'll share a draft with it with some of their partners. So that wasn't done. You know, here's my biggest concern is you can think conspiracy theories all you want, but we have to have – we, we need clear guidance when it comes to things like this. CISA, these folks should not be political. And my only concern is with the January 6th hearings happening, if this is released during that time or if it released when it should have been to get the news cycle coverage, it may have impacted some of the things they talked about and what they did. I, there's almost just an issue of why release it at the at what we know as a black hole in news coverage Friday afternoon you know, in the D.C. area. So there are some concerns, but the bigger concerns, too, are you can have – a, uh, anytime you ha- to have a threat, you need to have a risk and a vulnerability. Well, we've identified that here. And then, then the next step is, if are these the only things, you know, are these the only vulnerabilities that we know of? And people think that you have to be able to hack everything. You know, every state kind of does things differently, but here's a common platform. But to throw an election into chaos, I don't have to hack everything. I just have to hack one set of results, make you not trust them. And then the entire process now is suspect. So, there's more to it than just looking at, well, they'll say hasn't been exploited. You always need to follow that phrase with that we know of. Well, Dominion, for their part, has told CISA that the vulnerabilities were addressed in subsequent software versions. And to your point, this was found by two researchers, but then it rose to the level of the cybersecurity agency. Uh, so, you know, 
from what we know, has anyone in this report uh, provided proof, if you will, that Dominion addressed the vulnerabilities? Hey, we were told and Dominion sued, including my friend Rudy Giuliani, which, by the way, that suit was dropped. That didn't get reported in the news either. But Dominion sued a bunch of people just to say there were no vulnerabilities. Well, that would be uh, factually wrong at this point, because it doesn't matter who you are. Every system has vulnerabilities. Every system has flaws from Apple to Microsoft. I mean, you name it. It doesn't matter. Every system has flaws. Now, to your point where they tested, here's an interesting thing. So there's another little agency a lot of people aren't aware of, and it's called the Election Assistance Commission. And they have this thing called the basically the voluntary voter uh, guide, basically voluntary voting system guidelines. Operative word in there is voluntary. But here's something that has not been done, because when you look at major systems that are put out there, one of the things they do is, hey, we have the system up and running. Now we need to do a red team against it. We need to do penetration testing. Can somebody from the outside find holes in it? They hire firms like FireEye, for example, does a lot of penetration testing against the government. You know, the one thing that was not done against this voting system, it was a penetration test. And that's coming out in the next guide set of guidelines. But again, the problem is this is called the voluntary voter system guide. So until it becomes mandatory that you do these things, many of these flaws could have been exposed through a penetration test. And the other thing, too, is, David, we can't forget is that uh, they say these things aren't designed or they should not be connected to the Internet. That's different from saying that they're not connected to the Internet or that they're not designed to connect to the Internet. A lot of these things can be. So my, my other concern is, what if it's not just tampering with the results, but I just want to inject malware into it like ransomware, you know, start tying these things up. We could throw an entire election into chaos because you can't go back and recover the votes that were tabulated on that machine. You know, I'm thinking from a practical standpoint here and no, not a completely legal one, but if some group were actually to get into the system and release it, you know, I, I, do you remember this? I, I, I'm pretty sure you do. Uh, the Jeep's uh, autonomous systems. Oh, yeah. When somebody hacked into the Jeep and drove it off the road. Uh, that happened. DARPA researchers. Yep. Right. So, so, I mean, isn't one of the ways to do this, some for some one group, if you will, to get in, exploit, and lay it out bare for everyone to see? Yeah, and you, know, you bring up another interesting point, too, is one of the things they talk about, too, is they have these cryptographic things, you know, basically, um, well, we can validate and verify. Well, that's one of the things that was exposed in this. The other thing, too, is that the voter is supposed to get a um, some kind of display to show, hey, this is what was cast. Is this what you meant? Right. So you have the voter has to be able to look at those things. But all of those things at some point have to be connected to something. Now, intentionally or unintentionally, a lot of these things get connected to a network at some point or uh, results have to be uploaded. Your point about the, the Jeep, right? That's you have to think, see, that it's not it doesn't matter how you think about the problem. The only thing that matters is the way our adversaries think about the problem. So these two guys from DARPA looked at the entertainment system on the Jeep. and They said, hey, look, we could get in through the entertainment system, take over the brakes and windshield wipers and drive this thing off in a ditch. And you know what? The, the reason they did it is because the guys who designed it never thought, oh, I didn't know you could do that through the entertainment system. That's why you've got the flaws. This thing is designed by Dominion the same way the update system was designed by SolarWinds. And what did we see with SolarWinds? They took advantage of the update process to inject malware, to send out updates to all these places. And then we had the Russians inside several of our government agencies for, you know, maybe 12 to 18 months. I don't want – don't 
Dominion should not be running around going, well, we're secure. You can't hack us. You can't do this. You've just laid down the gauntlet and it will happen at some point. There will be something and somebody will say, this is how we did it. And to your point, David, now the world's got a template. Bad guys have a template for how to do this. Yeah, look, in the real world for all of us as citizens voting or otherwise, Morgan, I just received another letter uh, from another, we'll call it government-related entity about my information. I mean, you know, I, I remember we all, I think, not all, but many of us remember the OPM letter with SF-86 oh, yeah. uh, data. I got my letter, what? Now we're talking five, whatever, years ago, and that was from the Chinese government. I just got another letter a week ago. It was about a week ago of another compromise of information. So it, it goes on. The problem is, whether it's with voting or otherwise, you find out later, uh, and oftentimes, and especially with voting, well, you've already got a result posted, as they say. Yeah. And that's we live in such a world now. It's it's all interconnected. You're right. We don't have because we don't think like our adversaries do or lost not enough people, I should say, think like our adversaries do. We know how we don't have any idea about the ways they're thinking about exploiting this could be a could it be an election day thing? Could it be something that's injected beforehand? Uh, or, you know, there's things too. There's time, you know, basically it's like a Trojan horse. It sits back there. It waits. It waits. It's the logic bomb that at a certain date and time, boom, it goes off. It just lays in wait. It's he- hidden deeply in the software. How do we know that kind of stuff works? Uh, just take a look at Natanz, look at Operation Olympic Games, the way that, you know, allegedly the United States and Israel went after Iran's nuclear reactors. If we can go after nuclear reactors and centrifuges and mess with them, I guarantee you, my friend, we can mess with voting machines. It's just if they would just be more uh, disclose more and be more transparent about this is the way things work. This is what we do. But everybody, like to your point, is so legalistic. They want to file lawsuits. They want to litigate it only to drop things later. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons could be is coming out of this lawsuit out of Georgia when they started finding all of these flaws. All of a sudden, the argument is that we're safe and we're secure. It shouldn't have been the message. It should have been we work every day to make our products more secure. But to come out and say, no, you anytime you say you can't do something, it's an absolute that's where the big risk is because somebody will prove you wrong. Yeah. And uh, I know some of those people who can prove a lot of things wrong in the cyber <laughs> world. Probably not as many as you do, but uh, no, th- th- this is a very real concern, whether it's corporate security, personal security, uh, government agency, or otherwise, or a combination. Because, you know, like our interconnected systems, there's interaction between. Uh, corporate and government. There are ways to get in. There always will be. And and I like your point about actively working. Uh, Unfortunately, we run into that political system versus cyber. And politicians and lawyers think differently than those who just work to get in. You know, and that goes back to the way of thinking, right? Because I, I go back to using the uh, Rand centrifuge, Natanz. The way it got in was through Dutch intelligence, through one person who had a USB that physically walked it in. Oh, we have an air gap network. You can't get to us. Yet you compromise one person. That's all it takes. One person who's now playing for Team America, you know, the, the good guys, takes a USB, injects the malware in there, and then that's where this whole thing starts from. So I just it's getting so frustrating to listen to these folks talk because they they talk in absolutes or they talk in marketing speak or legal speak. And at some point, we've got to go. 
dude, just tell me in English, what the hell are you talking about? And what does it mean to me? You start going cryptographic hashes and QR codes and stuff. Look, should we go to paper? Is it safe? What what do I need as a voter to check for when I'm in that voting thing to make sure my vote got recorded correctly? Because again, you don't have to change every vote. You just have to change enough votes to throw the entire election into doubt. And then guess what? Then maybe it's a revote. And we all we know what happens with the revote. You never get the same amount of people for a revote as you do for the initial vote. So you can you can change an election, not by changing the votes in the first election to make a winner, but by changing just enough votes to throw it into doubt that you have to do a second election. And then that gives the you know the opponent time to spend more money or do things and um, maybe win that second election when they technically lost the first one. Yeah. You know, I, I just, this all reminds me of uh, a president who was proactive. You mentioned logic bomb earlier. And Ronald Reagan did that against the Soviet Union on the, with the Siberian pipeline. Uh, so, the, you know, from, from 19, was that 82-ish? 1982, I think that was. Not sure on that, but I think it was about 1982. But if Ronald Reagan can do this then and have it done to the Soviet Union and the Siberian pipeline, uh, imagine what kind of world we're in today for everybody listening. Uh, We've got to pay attention, Morgan. Pay very close attention. Amen, brother. I mean, those are good words to live by right there. You you look, as Thomas Jefferson, I think it was Thomas Jefferson said, look, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Um, you got to be, you always have to be on guard. It's tiring. It's frustrating. But if we don't do it, uh, that's when the bad guys uh, find that hole in the wall, the chink in the armor, find the exploit. And that's how they get in, whether it's physically or, uh, through the network, uh, there will always be a way in if we lose our vigilance. Yeah. And if we act stupidly, remember Sony, it was somebody with a bad password. (laughs) It's just, no, actually. And you know what it was on Sony too? They had a file that said passwords on it. And it listed all the passwords, an Excel file. I mean, they made it easy for North Korea to get in there and get all that stuff. So just call it my favorite recipes. Do something. Make it just a little bit tougher, folks. Don't put password on your password file and then have a bad password to open it. (laughs) Yeah, we shouldn't laugh, but I got to chuckle sometimes. Morgan, always a pleasure, my friend. Good information. Thank you. Morgan Wright, Chief Security Advisor at Sentinel One. His website, morganwright.us. A lot of good info. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.